Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Memorem Avram Goldar and today we're Zichud Sukkah Daf Lamed Gimel, the third parak Lub Hagazel. So the three topics are going to focus on number one, the Mishnah Daf Lamed Bay stated, Nikdam Roshul Pasul. If the top of the hadas is clipped off, it's Pasul. On our Daf, Lub Archinan will qualify the mission with the following brisa, Nikdam Roshul, but also about Tamara Kasher. If its top was clipped off, but a date grew on it, the hadas is kosher. Rashi explains that the hadas sometimes sprouts small green date-shaped buds, which are similar to the buds that grow on a rubber stems at the bases of its leaves. When the bud sprouts, the hadas is considered to have regained its beauty. Rabbi Yirmi asks what the halakha is if its top was clipped off before Yantav and a date grew on it during Yantav. Yesh dichwi eitzel mitzvahs alo. Is there a permanent rejection in regard to mitzvahs or not? The concept of dichwi, which applies in regard to kachim, is that once an object is disqualified from use in a specific service, it is permanently rejected, even if the reason for disqualification ceases to exist. The Gemara asks why Rabbi Yirmiya is uncertain, since the case in Huan stated that if blood was covered by earth via wind and then became uncovered again, a person is chayv to cover to fulfill the mitzvah kiswi adam. But Papa said that this implies ein dichui etzel mitzvahs. There is no permanent rejection in regard to mitzvahs. So the Gemara answers that Rabbi Yirmiya was inquiring about Rabbi Papa's inference. Does ein dichui etzel mitzvahs apply only to chumras, such as this case of kisui adam, or even relates to a kua, such as this chadas case, because it would permit this chadas to be used? The Gemara leaves it as a teku, but later does resolve part of the question. Point number two was Tana Brice Aimamatim Yontav. We may not decrease the berries from Hadassim on Yantav, but it was reported in the name of Rabbi Lezab Rabbi Shimon that we may decrease them on Yantav. The more questions Rabbi Yezu's opinion, but one is thereby repairing a Kli on Yantav. Ravashi answered that we're dealing with the case where one plucked the berries for the purpose of eating them. And Rabbi Yezab Rabbi Shimon holds like his father who said, Mutter. The Gemara objects because Abai and Rabbah both said, Rabbi Shimon concedes, that one is chayv in a case of psikresh of Uliyamus. The Gemara answers that we're dealing with the case of the Eisle Hoshana Achrisi, where the person has another Hoshana with which he can do the mitzvah. Since it's irrelevant to him whether this hadas is valid, plucking the berries is not considered a repair. And point number three is Tana Braisa, Arve Nachal Hagedilin Al The term brook willows refers to arabos that grow by a brook. Another pshat is Sha'alashala Mashuch Nacho, that is a type of rub whose leaf is elongated like a brook. It was taught in another brisa that the plural form of Arve Nacho teaches that the rubbers are not only kosher if they grow by a brook, but they're also kosher if they grow in fields or mountains. Abba Shol said Arve Stein, the plural form of a rubbers, implies two rubbers are required, one for the mitzvah of Lulav and the other one for the mikdash, to encircle the mizbeach with the rubbers each day of Sukkot. The Rabban hold that the mitzvah of Rabbos in the Mikdash is Halachim Hushmi Sinai. So once again, the three points are number one. The Mishnah on Daph Lamed Beis Lamed Beis stated, Niktim Rosho Pasul. If the top of the Hadas is clipped off, it's Pasul. On our Daph, Ulubar Chinen qualified the mission with the following Brisa. Niktim Rosho, but also about Tamara Kasher. If its top was clipped off, but a date grew on it, the Hadas is Kosher. Rashi explains that the Hadas sometimes sprouts small green date-shaped buds, which are similar to the buds that grow on a rubber stems at the bases of its leaves. When the bud sprouts, the Hadas is considered to have regained its beauty. Rabbi Yirmi asks what the halacha is if its top was clipped off before Yantav and a date grew on it during Yantav. Yesh dichwe eitzah mitzvahs or Is there a permanent rejection in regard to mitzvahs or not? The concept of dichwe, which applies in regard to kachim, is that once an object is disqualified from use in a specific service, it is permanently rejected, even if the reason for disqualification ceases to exist. The Gemara asks why Rabbi Yirmi is uncertain, since the case in Chulun stated that if blood was covered by earth via wind and then became uncovered again, a person's chayv to cover it to fulfill the mitzvah of Kisui Adam. But Papa said that this implies, ein dichu mitzvah. There is no permanent rejection 
in regard to mitzvahs. The Gemara answered that Rav Yirmi was inquiring about Rav Papa's inference. Does Ein Dichwi Eitzel Mitzvahs apply only to Chumras, such as in this case of Kiswi Adam, which would require doing the mitzvah, or even when it leads to a Kula, such as this Hadas case, because it would permit use of this type of Hadas? The Gemara leaves it as a take, but later does resolve part of the question. Point number two is Tana Brahe Ema Matimin Yontav. We may not decrease the berries from Hadasim on Yontav, but it was important in the name of Rabbi Lezab Rabbi Shimon that we may decrease them on Yontav. The Gemara questions Rabbi Yaz's opinion. But one is thereby repairing a Kli on Yontav. Avashi answered that we're dealing with a case where one plucked the berries for the purpose of eating them. And Rabbi Rabbi Shimon holds like his father who said, mutter. The Gemara objects because Abai and Rabbi both said that Rabbi Shimon concedes that one is Chayev in a case of Sikresha The Gemara answers that we're dealing with the case of Deisle Hoshana Achrisi, where the person has another Hoshana with which he can do the mitzvah. Since it's irrelevant to him whether this Hadas is valid, plucking the berries is not considered a repair. And point number three was Tanabraisa Arve Nachal Hagidilin Ahanachal. The term brook willows refers to a rabos that grow by a brook. Another pshat it is Sha'ala Shala Mashu Kanacho, that it is a type of a rabo whose leaf is elongated like a brook. It was taught in another braisa that the plural form of Arve Nachal teaches that a rabos are not only kosher if they grow by a brook, but they're also kosher if they grow in fields or mountains. Abba Sha'ol said Arve Shtaim. The plural form of a rabos implies two rabos required. One for Luv and the other one for the Mikdash to encircle the Mizbeach with a Rabos each day of Sukkot. The Rabban hold that the mitzvah of a Rabos in the Mikdash is Halacha Lamoshim Misinai. Alright, so now we go to Simverdaf Lamed Gimel and our standard simon has to do with a leg. And we use a peg leg pirate. A peg leg pirate. Pirate with a peg leg. So here goes. The peg leg pirate who got angry after he clipped off the top of the Hadas and saw a new bud begin to grow on Yantav got distracted pulling off all its berries to eat that his ship got grounded in a willow brook. Once again, it's slow motion. The pegleg pirate, pegleg pirate, that must be run duff, Lamed Gimel. The pegleg pirate who got angry after he clipped off the top of the Hadas and saw a new bud begin to grow on Yantav, which reminds us, Rabbi Yirmi asked what the luck is if the top of the Hadas was clipped off before Yantav and a date grew on it during Yantav. Yesh Dichwi ate some mitzvahs or woe. Is there a permanent rejection in regard to mitzvahs or not? The concept of Dichwi, which applies in regard to Kachim, is that once an object is disqualified from use in a specific service, it is permanently rejected, even if the reason for disqualification ceases to exist. The Gemara asks why Rabbi Yirmi is uncertain, since the case in Chun regarding Kitsui Dam implies Ein Dichwi ate some mitzvahs. There is no permanent rejection in regard to mitzvahs. The Gemara said that Rabbi Yirmi was inquiring whether Ein Dichwi ate some mitzvahs apply only to Chumras, such as in the case of Kitsui Dam, or even what leads to a Kula, such as the Hadas case. The Gemara leaves it as a take, but later resolves part of the question. So the peg-leg pirate got angry after he clipped off the top of the Hadas and saw a new bud begin to grow on Yantiv, got distracted pulling off all its berries to eat. Which reminds us, the Gemara questions Rabbi Yezabur who holds that one may pluck berries off a Hadas on Yantiv. But one is thereby repairing a Kliyan Yantav. Ravashi answered that we're dealing with a case where one plucked the berries for the purpose of eating them. Rebbe Lezer Rebbe Shimon holds like his father who said, Davish Enemaskavin is mutter. When the Gemara objects, because Abai and Rebbe both said Rebbe Shimon concedes that one is chayv in a case of Sikresh Yamus, it answers that we're dealing with a case of De'isli Hoshana Achrisi, where the person has another Hoshana with which he can do the mitzvah. Since it's irrelevant to him whether this Hadas is valid, plucking the berries is not considered a repair. So the peg-leg pirate got angry after he clipped off the top of the Hadas and saw a new bud begin to grow on Yantiv, got distracted pulling off all its berries to eat, that a ship got grounded in a willow brook. Which reminds us, we learned many dinim of rubbers from the Pasuk of Arve Nachal. The term 
brook willows refers to a rubber that grow by a brook. Another pshat is sha'ale shalat mashul chenacho. That's the type of rubber whose leaf is elongated like a brook. And the plural form of arve nacho teaches that rubbers are not only kosher if they grow by a brook, but they're also kosher if they grow in fields and mountains. And Abushul said arve shtaim, the plural form of a rubbers implies two rubbers are required, one for the luv and the other one for the mikdash to encircle the mizbeach where the rubbers each day of sukkahs. The rabban hold that the mitzvah of rubbers in the mikdash is halacha, lamosh misinai. So once again, the peg-leg pirate who got angry after he clipped off the top of the hadas and saw a new bud begin to grow on Yantiv got distracted pulling off all its berries to eat that a ship got grounded in a willow brook. All right, now it's time for a four-blot bat chazara. Tav chavtes. So the similar chavtes is a cot. So here goes. As the empty cot caught, that must be more than Tav chavtes. As the empty cot in the sukkah got soaked from the rain, while the family ate inside, which reminds us, it was taught in a bright that if one was eating in a sukkah and it began raining and he left the sukkah and continued his meal in his house, that even if it stops raining, we do not trouble him to go back into the sukkah until he finishes his meal and wishes to eat another meal. Rush explains that once he sat down to continue his meal, he's no longer chayev to return to the sukkah, even if it stops raining. And similarly, if one was sleeping in the sukkah and began raining, and he left his sukkah and went to sleep in his house, even if it stops raining, we do not trouble him to go back to the sukkah until it becomes light when dawn begins to break. So as the empty cot in the sukkah got soaked from the rain, while the family ate inside, the master poured a pitcher on the face of a thief, which reminds us the Mishnah brought a mushroom from when one is forced out of the sukkah because of rain, to what is compared to a slave who came to pour wine for his master, and he poured a pitcher of water on his face. The Gemara here brings a brace that clarifies that it's as if the master spilled a pitcher of water on the slave's face and said to him, I don't desire your service. So as the empty cot in the sukkah got soaked from the rain, while the family ate inside, the master poured a pitcher on the face of a thief who tried to sneak in and steal his lulav. Which reminds the opening mission of the third parak states, a lulav hagazel v'hiyavish puzzle. A stolen lulav or a dry one is puzzle. The asks regarding a stolen lulav that it's understandable that on the first day of the Chag, it's possible because it's written lachem. You shall take for yourselves on the first day the doll of meaning, which implies mishalachem. They should be your own property. But why on the second day of the Chag should a stolen lulav be puzzle? Rabbi Yochanan said in the name of Rabbi Yechai, Mishim Dehavli Mitzvah Hababa Aver, because it's a mitzvah that's brought about through an Avera. An object that's acquired through Nevera is unfit for use in the performance of a mitzvah. Daf Lamed. So the Simmer Daf Lamed is a Molamed, or a Rebbe. So here goes. The Rebbe. Rebbe? That must be one Daf Lamed. Molamed. The Rebbe riding on a lame goat who made sure all his Talmudim paid the toll, which reminds us that the source for a mitzvah of Baba Aver comes from a comparison of the Pusik that links stolen offerings to lame ones, just as a lame animal cannot be repaired as the blemish renders it permanently unfit to be offered, so too a stolen offering cannot be repaired, and it makes no difference whether it's before Yeish or after Yeish. The more then brings the mush of a king paying his own tolls to serve as an example to travelers to not avoid the tolls, when the nimshal being that Hashem wants Yin to learn from him to distance themselves from theft. So the Rebbe riding on a lame goat who made sure all his Talmudim paid the toll got stopped by cops searching for stone who loving being used on the second day of Sukkot, which reminds us that the Gemara brings Rabbi Yitzhak Bar Nachmani who said in the name of Shmuel that a stone lulav is only possible on the first day of Yantav, but on the second day of the Chag and thereafter the rule is that since a person can be Yotze with a bold lulav, he can be Yotze with a stone one. While she explains that Rabbi Yitzhak Bar Nachmani holds that the only reason a stone lulav cannot be used on the first day is the Torah's requirement that it be his own property. Just as on the second day he may use a borrowed lulav, he may use a stolen one. So the Rebbe riding on a lame goat who made sure all his Talmudim paid the toll got stopped by cops searching for stolen lulav being used on the second day of Sukkot, while a nearby merchant instructed Nachim to cut Hadassim twigs 
before giving them to him. Which reminds us of Rav Huna's guidance to the Dalad Mini merchants regarding selling Hadassim, that they should let the Nachrim cut the twigs themselves, since Nachrim generally steal the land in which the Hadassim trees grow, the Karka and in Exelis, but land cannot be stolen. This way the Yesh Balim will be in the Nachri's hands, and the Shinui Rishus will be in the merchant's hands. Daflamadolf, so the Sim Daflamadolf is the law we use a judge. So here goes. The woman screaming at the judge, judge, that must be more daf, lamadolf, the law. The woman screaming at the judge sitting in the sukkah made from wood, she claimed was stolen, which reminds us that a Bryce has stated, If one stole pieces of wood and made a sukkah with them, all agree that the original owner has the right to receive only the value of the wood, and the robber may keep the sukkah. And the Gmar brings an incident of the elderly woman who screamed at Rav Nachman, who was sitting in a sukkah made of wood that was stolen from her, and he told her that all she gets is the Dimeitzim. So the woman screaming at the judge sitting in the sukkah made from wood she claimed was stolen became enraged when he gave her a dry lulav and an old escrow against compensation and told her they were kosher. Which reminds us it was taught in a Bryce a Yavish puzzle, Rabbi Yudah Maksher. A dry lulav is puzzle, but Rabbi Yudah's Maksher, Rabbi said that the Malchuk pertains to a lulav, but not to the esrog. The Rabban Sabre Makshin Lulav the Esrog for the Rabban hold that we make a hekish between the Lulav and the Esrog as follows. Ma Esrog by Hadar, Afulav by Hadar. Just as the Esrog requires beauty, so to the Lulav requires beauty, whereas Rabbi Yudah holds that we do not make the hekish and the Lulav does not require beauty. Rava continued, however, concerning the Esrog, everybody agrees it requires beauty. The Gemara refutes this on the fact that Rabbi Yudah is Makshir, an old Esrog. So the woman screaming at the judge sitting in the sukkah made from wood, she claimed was stolen, became enraged when he gave her a dry lulav and an old esrog as compensation, and told her they were kosher, and not to worry that the lulav was split. Which reminds us, the Mishan Daf Chavtes Amabay stated in Niktam Roshul Puzzle, if the lulav's top is clipped off, it's puzzle. Rabbi Huna said they only taught this concerning the case where the top is actually clipped off, of Nistak Kasher. But if it was merely split, the lulav is kosher. When a Bryce is brought that says a split lulav is puzzle, or Papa answered the Bryce refers to a case where the lulav was made like a hymnak. Rashi explains the Bryce is not referring to a lulav whose leaves have split open, but rather to a lulav that grew in the shape of a hymnak, which is a metal tool used by silvering that is forked at one end. If the lulav grew in the shape, it appears to have two spines with the leaves reaching in opposite directions. Such a lulav is puzzle, but a lulav whose leaves have split open is kosher. Daflam base. So the similar Daflam base is a mad scientist in a lab. So here goes. The mad scientist working in a sukkah lab. Mad scientist in a lab? That must mean we're on Daf Lamed Beis. The mad scientist working in a sukkah lab on developing a species of lulav where the tumus never split, which reminds us where Papa asks what the halakha is in a case where the tumus is split all the way down to the spine so that the top of the spine is split. The Gemara gives two different versions of what Rabbi Yochanan said in the name of Yeshua ben Levi, one suggesting that the tumus is kosher, whereas if it was removed, it'd be possible. The other one saying that a split tumus is as if it's removed. So the mad scientist working in a sukkah lab on developing a species of lulav where the tumus never split ended up producing a mutant thorny lulav. Which reminds us, Ravina said to Ravashi, on what basis do we know that kapos tamarim requires us to take a lulav, which is the pliant palm branch whose leaves hug its spine? So a number of alternatives are suggested which are rejected, one being that the Gemara has ve'emakufra, but say the puzzle refers to a palm shoot, which is a branch that is one or two years old and has begun to harden, but the stems protruding from it still can be bent back and tied to it. Abai said, Its ways are pleasantness, and all its pathways are peace. Rashi explains that since a palm shoot has thorny projections, it's unpleasant for one to hold. So the mad scientist working a sukkah lab on developing a species of lulav, where the tumors never split, ended up producing a mutant thorny lulav that was plated like a braid and looked more like a hadas. 
Which reminds us, it was taught in Bryce regarding identifying a hadas an of eitz avos sha'anaf of chofim as eitzo. The term of shoot of the plated tree refers to a species whose shoots cover its branches, which is a hadas. Another Bryce has stated that the term shoot of the plated tree implies kalua can mean klia v'domu shalshelas, that the tree's leaves are plated like a braid and similar to an interlocking chain, and this is a reference to hadas. The Gemara asks, what's the case of a twig that's plated? And reviewed has said, it's where the leaves stand, tlasa tlasa tarpe bikina, in clusters of three on each base. Rav Gana said, afilo trevachad, even if they stand in pairs, with a third one overlapping each pair. All right, so that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ramgold Nazikum, wishing you a great day and great learning.